teachers that are realizing that a system built to divide, impoverish, and destroy us cannot stand if we do it. Do. All right? It's kind of basic mathematics. If you hear me, could you feel me? Could you free me? Wonder if I made a difference or made a difference. Well, that we are the difference. We ain't got no code to decide. I would never call you trife You my brother, man Though they knife and fork out meals Then cop the silly feels Yep, it's slimy, kinda grimy Miscalculated the timing But you can't plagiarize Something in the skies and things We have no eyes to see Something real as we This is seriously who we be <laughs> See, this here is true indeed The real deal, very bread Like collard greens and cornbread Can't recite what's never said Purpose keeps us fed Real man this is Grand A Hope Fed But still, you are my brother Above you there's no other Blood or something other More like what the blood covers Man, no matter what they say We good over this way This is positivity in the making Of brothers to break It's Thursday. It's Brother Empowerment Day. You um, you know we got a clear camera now. Oh, we yeah we yeah our camera is like super clear. All the details. Like I really love it. Hey, I love you, camera right there. <laughs> so um, guys, this is a special Brother Empowerment. Yeah. Special. He said, she said edition. Um, it sucks. My wife can't be here because she's been sick since Tuesday. Uh, and she was going to try to push herself to make it, but it just ain't happened. So we'll have to get started anyway. But before we get an opportunity to, we got two special guests. Before we introduce our two special guests, if this is your very first time watching Brother Empowerment, this is a show that is designed to uplift our brothers and their families. This is not one of those bashing shows, but we hope that we have enriching conversations that will possibly change or enrich the viewer's life or those that they are connected to. So we hope you get, take something away from it. Yeah. If not, you can just find a couple of people to dislike. I will let you know who to dislike in this show. Don't worry about it. But before we go to our guest, bro, how was your week? Uh... This week has been really just testing my patience. I will just say that there's a couple of things that I've been Ooh. trying to do, you know, just financially and in, in, in my life just personally. And it's not, it's just not happening at the pace that I would like. And so I think that's just the universe telling me just look, man, chill, be patient. Things will happen in the way, in the sequence that they're supposed to. But it's nerve wracking because I am very much a planner I'm very meticulous about certain things. And I like things to be structured in a certain way, especially when it comes to important things in my life. So this is new for me. Um, but other than that, bro, the, the week has been pretty good. Got a, a nice couple workouts in this week. I have been eating out way too much, but I don't regret it. I really don't. It has been amazing. What have you been eating? I have been eating all of the alpaca I've been eating. Uh, That's only food. Eat that. I've been eating Chick Fil A. I've been mm -hmm. eating Wild Wing Cafe. I've been eating 
There was some seafood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, That's basically yeah, what all, 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 all chicken. And then I had some fried fish from a place called, I think, um, Shonuff Seafood or something like that. It's it's in the <laughs> Northgate North Mall. It's, it's in Northgate Mall. So, yeah. But anyways, I've just been eating. And I just don't regret it because it's been so good. But I know that I cannot continue this because it will. I will be far gone. So far gone after a while, I won't come back. So, but anyways... My week has been just—it's a—it's been an exercise in patience, bro. It really has. What about you? The funny thing is, you actually summed up my week—not with the eating out, yeah. Because I actually started back getting um on track because I I got down to a forty-two and I was like, forget this, and I just started <laughs> going crazy. So no, I'm got I got back on track. Um, this week I've dealt with um a lot of betrayal. Make that video, yeah, and so it's very important to like to kind of remind yourself that you know expectations are things that we create to protect ourselves, and sometimes there are people who you know who violate our expectations, so that's been a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, all week, I'm amazed at the audacity of people, yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I've really been struggling with this week. But a highlight is my midlife crisis due. I decided to get a part. Oh, y'all see that part? That boy got a part. <laughs> and it's midlife crisis due. Um, I released my rap video. You don't see my you don't see my part? Um... You're a hater. <laughs> You're a hater. Already. You're a hater. And um, I released a rap video, my first official rap video. So I got I got bars, Jay Dizzle. Jay Payne. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's it though. But other than that, I'm really still dealing with betrayal, um, recovering after betrayal, pushing through with that, and my midlife crisis part. I wouldn't call it midlife crisis part because as I told you as I told you before, one of the greatest MCs of all time. AKA Nasir Jones, my personal favorite, uh, has been rocking apart. Has my been, favorite. He's been rocking apart since he's been rocking apart for I don't know, probably 20, 25 years at this point. So and he he's, doesn't have hair that grows there, Cordell. What? You didn't know that? Say what? He didn't he just don't have hair that grows there. I, I'm not even gonna believe that. He said he's been getting apart for this long. He's been getting apart. That's what I'm going with. Okay? You should Google it. And I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not even gonna do that to myself. But yeah, it's not. It's not midlife crisis. <laughs> you know, it's pretty dope. Well, let's let's introduce our guest, man. Yeah, we've been. We've been so who's the lovely lady at the top? Lovely lady, tell the people who you are, lovely lady. Yep. <laughs> Hi everyone. I am Rashia Enoch. Um, I have a nonprofit called Fitness and Finance, um, where my goal is to live a healthier, wealthier life um, by providing different resources and tools um, so that you can achieve, uh, sorry, achieve those goals. Absolutely. Excellent. That's what's up. And the young lady at the bottom? (laughs) (laughs) Young lady. You're funny. My name is Noor. Um, I'm married to this guy right here. I'm sorry. Uh, our our anniversary is actually tomorrow. Ten years. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. I survived. Um, How many years? Ten. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's dope. Okay. Yep. Um, 
I really in a previous it. life, I was a middle school language arts teacher. Mm -hmm. oh. uh, taught for about six years, then decided to have babies and stay at home with them. So I got three babies now. Congratulations. Um, yes, congratulations to that. <laughs> and yeah, that's my life. I don't know what just happened there, but that was amazing Houdini effect. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and highlight the people. If you are viewing for the very first time, leave a comment so we'll know who you are. Yeah. Look, right. I'm, I'm behind, so I'm still tagging people, telling them we here. All right, so we got Rick Owen. What's up, Rick, man? We got uh, Mustafa in YouTube land. What's up, man? We got Sean Bates. What's up, Sean? What's going on? Let's see, we got Susie Hunter. What's up, Grandma Susie? Uh, we got Bruce, our resident fact checker correspondent. What's up, man? We got Tamara. We got her in house. We got April. Hey. We got Ricky Phillips, a.k.a. The Beard. We got Sherry. And we have Muriel, we got Mama Garnett, and we got Stevie G. What's up, Stevie, bro? What's going on? If you are viewing, we can't see you until you leave a comment. So definitely um, let us know. So we're going to go ahead and jump into some. Oh, Eon, too. What's going on, bro? What's going on, brother? Up. Uh, my Solroy is on. See, there you go. See, I love it when the beautiful people come in. Mm -hmm. What's up, Chanel? So let's go over some basic statistics first. Um, one thing that we found out is researchers, one in six men, have experienced sexual abuse or assault, whether in childhood or as adults. Top three causes of men's death, heart disease, cancer, and accidents. That, that will still get me. Yeah. Like, you down on accident. Yeah. The rape of males, a CDC study found that in the U.S., one in 71 men had been raped or suffered an attempt within their lifetime. The same study found that approximately one in 21 or 4.8 percent men in a survey had been made to penetrate someone else, usually an intimate partner or an acquaintance. Men die by suicide 3.5, three times more often than women. Men, top five fears, body image, money, height, other men, being inexperienced. One in three women, one in four men have experienced some physical violence um, by an intimate partner. Teenage boys are four times more likely than girls to drop out of school and represent more than 75% of the children referred to special education in the U.S. So, Nora, what do you think? That's uh, very surprising statistics, and I don't think it's uh, uh, advertised enough. People don't know about these things. They they don't focus on it, and it's really shocking. Some of these numbers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying the, the first time that I saw them, I was just like, ooh. And they don't really get any easier to, to receive every episode. It's like a it's like a little shock every episode, like, oh I think it goes back to like um we had a guest on um Malika who said that um she said something that was so powerful that was like in our first season mm -hmm. of Brother Empowerment. She said we prepared men for masculinity, but we didn't prepare them for humanity. 
And it goes to that because we we don't expect men to be victims because we don't expect men to be human. And there are a lot of men who are suffering and don't even really know what to do or know how to get the help that they need. Because first we have to validate the human that's in them and then validate the pain that they go through. Yeah. So you got anything, Rashia? And um, Lakeisha, just so you know, that guy up there, I found out today is pronounced Ahmed. <laughs> yeah, you, didn't, you didn't let that guy even introduce himself. <laughs> He's our frat brother. I'm, I'm doing it now. He's actually our frat brother. <laughs> Chanel, he's our frat brother. Uh, he actually is one of the dopest MCs that I know. And I hate that he has a, a horrible attitude because he really is very talented. Um, I was actually following him before I knew who he was. But yeah, y'all need to check him out. Um, Iconic Bond. It's theiconicbond.com. Is that the? Yeah. Y'all yep. check him out. Theiconicbond.com. He is one of the dopest MCs. I kid you not. Um, so you definitely want to check him out. Um, you will be seeing more of him. He actually was on the show. Was it last year? Yeah. Towards the end, yep. mm -hmm. Towards the end of last year. So definitely check that out. And then we're going to keep it going. Okay. So you now are up. Lenora is on too. That's another one of our sorors. Hey, Lenora. Look, Chanel said, what's up, Frat? And then Lakeisha on here too. Hey, hey Frat. See? Hey, hey. See? It's just see? Blue. I, 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 no, I was going to say, I don't know what happened to her. I think she's having technical difficulties. We hope she comes back. <laughs> it's fine. Because, look, we're about to get into these discussion topics. You ready, Noah? Let's go. <laughs> First one. Men and Valentine's Day. Is it a cop-out not to celebrate? I hear a lot of men say they don't celebrate when it comes to their lady, but celebrate other holidays or will celebrate for their daughters. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So as far as I know, what Valentine's Day has become these days is what they call a Hallmark holiday. Uh huh. Uh, a lot of people get into it more of the um, let me do something so I can post it and show everybody that I'm doing stuff for my significant other rather than actually doing it for the purpose of showing their love, you know? Right. Um, I think it just depends on the couple themselves, you know? If, if, uh, if they're in that place where they can celebrate their love on any given Sunday, you know, kind of thing, then go for it. Um, maybe that's a conversation that they need to have, you know. Um, for us, I, it just happened that our wedding anniversary is like two days before, so we just kind of combine them. Um, but I wouldn't... I. Honestly, if a guy says, I'm, you know, I don't really want to celebrate this, if he does other things, you know, for his partner, mm -hmm. um, that, I think that's just, you know, whatever floats their boat kind of thing. Uh, I feel like people shouldn't judge anybody, um, you know, if that's their choice. If they want to celebrate it, woohoo. If you don't, 
you know, you do you kind of thing. Oh, Reggie said, not a cop out. I celebrate birthdays only. <laughs> the 14th is my birthday, so Valentine's Day is <laughs> I know. It's so unfortunate yeah, when your sucks. birthday falls on a holiday of some sort. You know what? I think I, I agree with you. I for one, I'm I think I'm oppositionally defiant anyway. I hate to do what everybody else is doing <laughs> anyway, but I don't like um well, me and my wife don't celebrate Valentine's Day. And no, we don't get the kids anything on Valentine's Day. Now, we do celebrate post-Valentine's Day when that had to be 75% off. <laughs> no. but, yeah, but we don't we don't really celebrate that. Um, it was several different reasons why we don't celebrate it. But I don't like... I really am... I'm a spontaneous giver. So I don't like to wait to give a gift. Yeah. Be like, oh, I gotta wait to Valentine's Day. No, if I buy it, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna give it to you then. I don't do stuff like that. Even like that's why birthdays are hard for me. Like, I gotta wait to your birthday to get it. No, I'm gonna just give you something when I feel like giving it to you. And then you happen to get some on your birthday too. I just think that we we make public display of affection the validation for how somebody really feels, and that's not necessarily true. And especially yeah. with social media these days it's like if it's not on there it didn't happen kind of thing you know yeah and i will add for kids it depends like my kids know we don't celebrate valentine's day we never have but when we moved to north carolina it's like they don't have anything in place so it's like my kids almost were forced to do it yeah. or have to sit in the library yeah. and so we're like we're doing this just so you don't feel they're like i'm candy candy but I hate that stuff like that is there where it sometimes forces you to do things you don't necessarily agree with. And so the kids may come home with stuff, but that's because we don't want them to be ostracized or feel weird in school. But as for this house, we really don't celebrate. Yeah, I, that reminds me of when I was in, I think it was like fifth or sixth grade. <laughs> they have this rule. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, Ricky. Ricky. Get it together. Ricky said it's not called post Valentine's Day. It's called Side Piece Day. Uh, I mean, I have heard that before. That's true. I'm, I'm wholesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too, but I have heard mm -mm. that before. I don't know what your ears have been. Your ears dirty. What? You said you heard it before. I ain't never even heard it. We've all heard stuff before. Uh uh, but my ears are clean. My ears are wholesome. I don't even, I don't even believe that. It's that Chick fil A you've been eating. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Now, Packer is now the new Holy Grail. Yeah, maybe. Um, she was talking. Excuse me. But she was talking. I didn't. And you, Ricky cut her off, and we laughed. You, you cut her no, off. Ricky <laughs> <laughs> but no, Ricky did. I'm like, oh, snap. I'm sorry. No, he ain't got no home training. That's okay. Um, well, from you're, you're, you know, what you were saying reminded me of, of what happened to me as a child. Um, we necessarily don't, you know, we don't really celebrate it in my family either. And, um, the teacher said that if you're going to bring a Valentine card and, and candy for your classmates, then you will receive, mm -hmm. but if you don't, then you don't get anything. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was very cruel, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, especially as a young child. And um, one of my classmates 
kind of came to my rescue and was like, that's dumb. I'm going to give you one anyway. Like, it's it's candy, you know, and it's a card. Like, I don't care what the teacher says. But just like what you were saying, how sometimes you get put in situations where you just, like, forced to participate, even though you don't really, you know, celebrate these kinds of things. Yeah. And it's always a kid that get, get an old cheap candies, too. So <laughs> I kind of just throw the ratio off. You'd be like... <laughs> Yeah. What do you uh, what do you think, Rashida? Um, well, I've been single for forever, so I really never celebrated Valentine's Day. So I celebrate the day after when the candy goes, you know, half price. Um so know your I'm I'm kinda with um Jay on it. Huh? I say know your worth the day after. You more valuable than that. Go ahead. <laughs> But I'm kind of with you on that. Like, um, it just depends on on the couple. Like, I mean, you if if you guys want to celebrate it, celebrate it. If not, I just don't think it's it's a huge deal. Yeah. My mama took up for yeah, talking about back back to her conversation. Yeah, I see that. No, I mean, and Reggie talking about I cut you off. <laughs> Shut up, Reggie. <laughs> yeah, like my mom and dad. Some years they did, some years they didn't. And then I never really cared because um, I never really cared just because it just wasn't really a thing for me. I was just like, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's a day that, you know, you get stuff for somebody that you care about. I got stuff from my mom on occasion sometimes. And then, you know, when I was in relationships, a lot of times it just... I just didn't just because other person she didn't really care. Um, so I haven't really celebrated too many. Um, I celebrated my previous relationship, you know, because that was a very serious relationship and it mattered to her. Um, but prior to that, um, no, nah, not really, you know, it's just whatever. And I agree with all you guys that it just depends on the couple. Some couples don't care, or like Jay said, you know, they don't want to wait to show each other love and affection or anything like that. They do it whenever. You, the mood strikes them when they feel moved to and not because a pseudo holiday sets up, you know? Yeah. So, but I think to the original point though, Oh, over say that her and her husband don't celebrate it either. Mm -hmm. Rick said, um, to each his own. And then Tara said, Hey, hey sis, time break. Look at this dope picture. Tara made lit. Isn't it dope? It actually looks like me. <laughs> and me. What do you care about you? Whoa, okay. <laughs> hey, right. We good over this way. Oh, yeah, but like I said, back to the point. Is it a cop-out not to celebrate? I don't think so. I think it really just involves communication between the two, the you know, the two partners or the partners involved. You know, I think if they agree on that they don't want to celebrate or whatnot, then I don't think it's a problem, you know. But I do think that um, there is, depending on the relationship, I, I, I think that it depends on the relationship. Because sometimes people who are not married won't like, people who are not married do married-like things and get mad like when you're not married and the not married parent chooses their kids over them. Mm. Okay. So if I'm not married to you, and it's something special to my kids. I mean, I feel like we're there yet in this relationship mm -hmm. for me to buy you expensive things, but I'm going to get my kids gifts. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that people confuse that. Mm -hmm. Or it could be a case where 
we act like we're okay with it. Mm -hmm. And somebody may say, like, I, I don't celebrate um, Valentine's Day. They're like, it's fine. I don't care nothing about it. And then when kids come along mm -hmm. and they get something for the kids because they want the kids to feel special, parents feel some type of way. There are parents who are jealous of their kids. It happened all the time. Men and women get jealous of their kids because they're like, well, why are you ain't doing stuff like that for me? But those are things we got to kind of like talk about where it may not be a cop out. A parent may not really want to do it, but kids are different. Kids sometimes stretch boundaries. They do things that kids so disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Everything you say you stand for, <laughs> the kid be like, oh, I'm going to do the total opposite. Yeah. And so sometimes we got to kind of like look at it in that perspective as well. You know, Yeah. Tara said it's a problem if you anti-celebrate it. If a person goes hard on not doing it for spite, if you love someone every day, don't celebrate. Don't not. Don't don't not celebrate to prove mm -hmm. a point. That's a good point too, though. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm not gonna celebrate it that that day either because I don't want to spend all that extra money when I know it's gonna be off. Yeah. It's gonna be on sale <laughs> the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that the prices price go up on flowers and stuff that whole the whole week and then oh, yeah. two days after or a week after they're back to whatever price they were what you about to say man uh can you put up that last comment up there real quick um no i was gonna say i i agree with that because there are some people that definitely on purpose right they're a great couple you know they love each other deeply and they do things for each other every day but come valentine they're like nah we're not gonna do it mm -hmm. it's like at that point that's low-hanging fruit mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah it's, even even if it's like a, a a card or a rose or something simple you know you don't have to go crazy right so i feel like people definitely do it to be hipsters too like i just want to be different i'm not gonna do mm -hmm. it because everybody else is doing it yeah yeah i think so. I was about to say, what if it's what if it's the opposite though? I hate people who treat their people like crap, and then all of a sudden they be like, "I love my boy, I miss this, this, and that," just for the sake of Valentine's Day. I'm like, but you're gonna be treating them like crap tomorrow. Yeah, and that's I agree with that too. Same thing. It's flip. It's the same situation, right? It's people that do things purely for the purpose of I, I don't know being part of society, right? Like mm -hmm. society told us we have to celebrate Valentine's Day. People feel left out if they don't do it. So in order to be part of this whole global holiday, you know, they might just like you said, the whole year they're nasty to their family and then come Valentine it's like, okay, I'm ready to, you know, to love now. <laughs> and then it's like the day after Valentine's right back to it again. So Exactly. Um Tara um came back and said gestures are gifts pick a free movie and watch it the dollar amount is not written yes girl yeah. well yep well look for you <laughs> no i'm just saying because you got some people who don't understand their worth and they base it on a price tag yeah it's unfortunate um oh we missed some people stephanie said what's up y'all Y'all ready to get into the next one? I'm scared of the next one. <laughs> the importance of checking out from time to time. What y'all think? I check out every five minutes. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I check out on a regular basis. Mentally, you got to. 
and I didn't get to that point until you know I got a little bit older. But it was clear that there's too much stuff going on in my own brain that sometimes I just needed to check out. So I make it a habit to actually check out once a day. You know, usually it's at, at night. Once I get all my things taken care of for the day, kids are asleep. There's one last question I ask her every single night: Are you good? Do you need anything? If she says no, as soon as that word is spoken, Hates. consider me checked out until tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, if she if if she said oh to, if she needed anything, no. I was like, say if she says she needs anything, <laughs> no. <laughs> like I'm checked out. Oh no, no, it's important, before, man. Before. <laughs> Got it. What do you think, bro? I think that. Checking out is definitely necessary um, from time to time just because I look at it like a reset. It's literally just like a reset. And I mean, and now I don't mean checking out and neglecting responsibilities. Don't even get me wrong. So before anybody try to take it there, I don't mean that. I mean, literally checking out and just really going to a place where, you know, you're in a place of Zen and you're just, you know, either by yourself and you just literally mentally and emotionally physically reset your whole equilibrium Mm -hmm. like that's very important i live at i live at home alone Mm -hmm. and i check out from time to time you know and i don't have i go home to silence unless i have music or whatever on so i I mean sometimes it's all it's little like man yeah uh, i don't i don't really know if this is what it's about right here but it's, there's a lot of times that I enjoy it just because, you know, it's nice to just be able to sit, do nothing, think about nothing, and just nothing. You're just sitting there just for me, you know. So I think to answer the topic again, I think it's very important. I think that it's almost mandatory because with, any, with anything in life, there has to be a reset. Nature resets. That technology needs to reset from time to time. Humans are no different. We are complex living machines mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Um, just to go back just a little bit, um, Tara said, make that same tire spaghetti, but put it on a good plate. Talking about, it's just good things that you could do. Um, Ready <laughs> to say, we got to be careful of what society is demanding from us. We should show love on a daily basis. Lenora said, some people have succumbed to being bullied by society. Mm-hmm. That's what I gather from what Ahmed said. Correct. I just reworded it. <laughs> um, Correct. And Tara said, yes, check out intentionally. Disappearing is different. Folks would do a wellness check at your door. Mm-hmm. Some people will. At the end of the night, I check out and watch a little TV, enjoy a nice bourbon. Um, it's my time to not think about anything. Yep. The sound. <laughs> you, you actually, y'all will be great friends because y'all petty level is about the same. The sound of silence is real. Um, how do you all check out? I'm having a hard time checking out right now. Get off of Facebook. Hold on, well, after brother empowerment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't log off. <laughs> um, I think checking out is part of self-care, it's much needed, allowing for moments of clarity and recovery. And Stephanie coming in with the um because she's a licensed therapist, 
if you give, give, give all day, you better check out and check in with yourself before you end up on E. You come on, you better use that play on words. Yep. Well, I, I, I will say this too. Um, check out does depend on who you are and what your level of interest is. Like for me, one thing that annoys me, like love is a parable is my purpose. That is my checkout. Mm -hmm. Now the business side of love is a parable. That's what I want to check out from. But as far as creating content, doing different things like that, um, those are the things that doing purpose is checking out for me because we give of ourselves to so many things that are not purpose aligned. When you finally do your purpose, like that's what you're saying. People are like get off that computer. No, leave me alone. This is my retreat. Mm -hmm. Like not being on a computer for me, not creating something, not writing something, not designing something for me. It, it's like I, I get on edge. I feel like I got to create something every day, no matter how stressful my day has been. I need to come to my computer and create something. But people who don't understand purpose, they think, oh, just go relax on the beach. Relaxing on the beach is not relaxing for me. But let me create something real quick. Let me write a poem. Let me write a book. Let me do an article. Let me design something. That is how I check out. Mm -hmm. And so it depends on what type of person you are. And, and I'm saying this because creatives, we suffer the most because those who are not creative want us to do the most simple um, type of things like robots all day long. And we can't do it. So if you are a creative, maybe it is you writing a song, you singing a song, you rapping, you going to a um, going to the theater, helping out with some plays, doing something as a creative outlet, and that's how you check out, and that's how you recharge and refuel. So I just wanted to make that clarification. Mm -hmm. Let me add something to that too, Jay, because uh -huh. before COVID. Before COVID, I had such a good balance in my life. Like it felt like I had a balance and it was because I was able to go and perform and go, you know, be around the music that became my checking out. And then after COVID hit, it was like, I can't really check out. Like I was having a hard time and I couldn't figure out why I was like, you know, I'm taking a break from work. I'm taking a break from the kids. I'm, we, I'm doing all that, but something is missing. And it wasn't until like two or three months later, I realized it was because I, I wasn't able to go out and be around the music like I was before. So I definitely I'm, I'm with you as far as like using art or, you know, being creative to check out. I agree. But I feel like you also need time to just completely check out. You know what I'm saying? Like your brain is going to need a rest at some point. Yeah, if I do that, I probably end up in the hospital. OK, so don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, I'm like, no, I'm like serious, like. I don't, I don't, I don't mind. Like, just I go crazy. I'm like, what the world? Like, seriously, like I can't do that. I, I can't. I be up three or four o'clock in the morning and be like, what I gotta do? <laughs> Creating something. <laughs> but the funny thing is, I have more energy sleeping intermittently, like four or five hours, than if I took a whole day and slept like eight hours. It's like I have to take a nap for that nap mm. to go back to sleep because I'm tired. I don't know what that is. But I have more energy when I get that four to five. And and if I don't create something every day, man, I feel I, I create something. If I don't create something every day, I feel depleted. I, I, just, I just feel unaccomplished and I feel like kind of sluggish, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. I don't ever sleep. 
<laughs> I know. See your green light, but I, ain't, <laughs> I don't mess with you. <laughs> but um, Tara said, um, take some Wusa moments daily. Now, when she had the art studio open um, pre-COVID, I used to go to the art studio at least once or twice a week and play in the sand or play with the um, chakra drum mm -hmm. or something like that. But that was me creating something, too. So I just realized. <laughs> Where, that. Jay? Where was that at? It um, right there off of Rock Quarry Road. Don't worry. Post-COVID, we'll be there. That's Love is a Parable, unofficial, official, unofficial, official, official headquarters. Okay. Adrian said, um, you kicked off. She said, bye. Oh. <laughs> what she asked? She said, I'm trying, I'm trying to check out right now. I can't. <laughs> He's like, get off Facebook. She's like, bye. <laughs> Keisha said, yes. I don't know if she said yes to. Oh, Chanel says she danced around her living room. Yeah. I believe it. Mm -hmm. And Lenore said, I'd rather take time to check out versus checking out <laughs> of mental ward because I didn't check out. Y'all feel me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stephanie said, um, Jay, checking out can be recharging by doing something that feeds your soul. It's replenishing. Agreed. Yep. Mustafa said, um, Amen. I don't know who said Mustafa is her brother. Oh, okay, okay. I just want to say, I just feel like I got to, you can't just say Mustafa. Like, mm -hmm. you, I just feel like you got to just say Mustafa. You got to just say it. <laughs> you like, you don't need no last name. It's just Mustafa. Mustafa. See? You got you to say it. Yeah. The art of checking out. Yes. <laughs> know a person checkout language. <laughs> and she said, the struggle to find my checkout. Got it. And then Tara said, checkouts can be minor moments. Folks guilt themselves because they don't have a lot of time to pull away. Sit outside, water a plant, light a candle, read a book, one chapter or whatever. And I agree with that. I think that a lot of people don't, a lot of people are so used to not pleasuring themselves that they don't know what brings them fulfillment. So because they've denied themselves for so much and they like it's always funny when people say like they like feeding the homeless, for, for instance. Everybody mm. don't like serving people all day long. Mm -hmm. It's just a wonderful thing. Yes, I believe people need to eat and all that. But everybody is not designed for a soup kitchen. Mm -hmm. People don't like always serving in that capacity. And we have been conditioned to think that it's selfish to serve yourself or cater to yourself. And it's not. That's self-maintenance. Sometimes you got to sit there, get you a pumice stone, and scrub your own feet. You out there scrubbing everybody else? Scrub your own feet. That's a beautiful thing. Your heels and your sheets will thank you. <laughs> I actually struggled a lot with the whole concept of checking out, mm -hmm. uh, especially after becoming a mom. Mm -hmm. You know, that mom guilt kicks in. And it's like, oh, I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I have to make sure this is taken care of, and you're constantly going, going, going. And he's like, slow down, relax, mm -hmm. chill. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, no, but that's not. And he goes back, chill, relax, check out. <laughs> it took a long time to be able to oh, release from that mom guilt, especially for me, and be able to check out. I'm glad you said that because we had a conversation about that, um, which is a little different, is that 
the current society, and I know people are going to argue with this, but maybe they won't because I love y'all. But the current society has it where women can really take off layers, if you will. You can lay down like, I'm not a mom today. I'm not a sister today. I'm not a wife today. But men, especially husbands, don't have the luxury of taking off that protector type role. It's like even when they relax and they like, what's that? <laughs> or, you know what I mean? It's like you got to make sure everybody is straight for you to relax. And we haven't created a culture where it's okay for men to take off that man mantle to completely check out. It's almost like we're always sleeping with one eye open type thing. Brain won't turn off. No, but I agree because I can't at night. I can't. I can't check out until I know everything has been taken care of. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's down to simple things. It's like people, even society, like when you think about it, if I mean, if you was a stay at home dad, they'd be like, no, you got to get you a better man. He ain't no good man. She could be killing it. Like she could be making, you know what I'm saying? Forget six figures. She could make seven figures and they still going to say that's not a good man, mm -hmm. even though y'all agree. But but let it flip. You can be making five figures and Noah is a stay-at-home mom. They're going to be like, you got a good man. Stay with him. She could be on the struggle bus, but it don't matter because of that. And so even when you as a couple, people don't understand that societal pressures are real. Even when you as a couple have agreed to something, sometimes the societal pressures can be so strong, it still brings tension into a relationship. Double standards. Mm-hmm. She said women can. Hmm, I don't know what that means. I think she was talking about Take, uh, the taking thing. off the layers thing. It's important to be. Well, if you think about it, like even how mental health is set up, there are mental health facilities that are set up for women with all levels of trauma. They're not the same thing for men. There's no sister. There's no brother care like there's a sister care. Mm -hmm. if, if a man is a victim of domestic violence, where can he go to retreat for his safety? If there is a wife that is trying to take his life, where can he go for safety? You see what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I don't even I've never even heard of a place like that for men. Yeah. They're not a man only. Happen. You said what now? They don't expect it to happen. They don't think that it will happen, even mm -hmm. though it does. There's not a sexual trauma unit for just men like they are for women. Mm -hmm. The list goes on and on. And, and in some states, the only places where they offer Certain um, levels of care are either one being admitted into a hospital or an institution or in the correctional facilities. Those are the only two options that one has. And sometimes that's not fair. Whereas in other places, there is a plethora of opportunities for women to get that balance. And so society has created it. I'm not saying it's at the fault of a woman. I'm saying that it's just certain ways that men can't take off a certain layer because there's nowhere for them to take it off. Elijah said, it is important to be aware when someone near you is checked out. Be mindful to give them their necessary time. Yeah. Now that that's facts. Yeah. Mustafa. <laughs> Most people say they don't have time, but everybody is in control of their time. Make time, balance, and prioritize. Mustafa has spoken, <laughs> and I'm in total agreement. Superman here, he, he had an interview today at 8 o'clock. Okay. So he came in. 
Superman, he said, um, peace family, that's right, self-care. Sora said, people will try to make you feel guilty when you take time for you. Yeah, sure. Mom guilt is the worst. That's why my children know when I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this audio book. Yes, you can sit with me, but shush. <laughs> mom need a moment. I, and I will say that because my mom did the same thing uh, sometimes when we're growing up. My mom would do the same thing. Um, you know, just, hey, look, I'm watching this. You can come in here. But you need to be quiet. If you don't, I'm sending you up out of here to go do whatever you're going to do somewhere else. And I was just, me and my sister and I, or just me would be like, okay. You know, so yeah, I definitely have experiences with that too. They said, I don't know about that, Jay. I feel my husband is the best father, but my kids will sit right beside him all day on his day off and wait for me, wait for me to clock out to ask me. <laughs> well, I mean, that. That, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. It's funny because that'll happen with me and her sitting right next to each other. Oh, my God. And the kids will consistently go to her for stuff and just leave me alone. Won't even be next to each other. They'll be standing next to him across the house and come walk all the way to where I am to ask me for something. And I was like, you were just, he's right there, bro. Like, leave me alone for five seconds. But it's funny because my kids are similar, but they go to me and my wife for different things. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like kids are young, so all they need is like sustainability right now, right? Like food and water and stuff. So Help they don't me ask me. And, yeah. Well, see, y'all have three. See, I have we have two. So my wife had one and I had one. Yeah, see, we're outnumbered now. <laughs> yeah, so it was like one was always stuck with me and one was always stuck with her. Yeah. So we was even, and so it's weird now because they're kind of switching. Because my oldest was a daddy's girl, but now she's turning into a mama's pearl. Mm -hmm. But then my youngest was a mama's pearl, and now she's turning into a daddy's girl. Like she'll wait and sit there and just hug on me. And I'm like, where this come from? (laughs) (laughs) Or they'll they'll go upstairs. They'll leave my wife to come down here to ask me something that's upstairs with my wife. (laughs) I'm like, why didn't you ask your mama? Knowing you'll give them the answer they're looking for. No, no. I'll say, what's your mama say? <laughs> Refer back. <laughs> yeah, me and my wife was working on that because my wife would find herself doing that. Say, go ask your dad. No, they with you. Ask the mama. Yeah. <laughs> not the mama. Not the mama. Yeah. Like, not the mama. <laughs> right. Go ask your mama. And so we'll be sitting in the store and my wife be my wife would pick out a whole outfit and be like, go ask your daddy, can you get it? No, you pick that outfit out for them. You ask the mama, can you get it? <laughs> Somebody, yes, they will. I hide in my husband's office. There's definitely a force field around that That's such a true statement. <laughs> that yep, is such a true statement. Why he working? Because my office, they cannot, like the door will be open. They still won't come up unless we give them permission to. Oh, he got a studio too. In a home studio? Oh, that's man. He's gonna let his inner his inner rapper out. Let's go. Come on over. <laughs> oh, Ricky wanna do it too. We're about to do a whole album. Let's go. Brother Empowerment got bars. 
Oh wow! A whole hour would have went by that fast. Yeah, man. Great day. Let's do another one. One more. One more. One more. What are the biggest issues that are keeping black men from healing? Oh, before you answer this, I mean, I got a question. You're Egyptian, right? Yeah. So do you so do you consider yourself black, African? What or I consider myself African American. No, I need to know this for you because I'm big on making sure I'm correct. Because mm -hmm. I was like, he's not African American. This is what I had called you for. I was gonna have a whole conversation about it. Oh, why did you never call back? Because I was in meetings, but I was like, you're not African American. You so are African. I am African. But according to the thing, you consider white now because you're, the, you're from the northern horn of Africa. Yeah, because apparently northern Africa is white and everything under those three, uh, three or four countries in the north are then mm -hmm. considered black. And really, they're basing it purely off of color of skin. Mm -hmm. So in North Africa, there's a mix between it's kind of like America, right? Like there's mm -hmm. there's dark people and there's light skinned people in Egypt. I mean, I have cousins that are darker than you, Jay. Like, oh, I know I was dark. I'm dark. Oh. First, first cousins. No, I'm just saying, like, and well. my skin and their skin is a huge, but they still my family. So I consider myself African. Okay. But not African American. What's African American? Hey, listen, I just want to know. I'm just at what define define that statement. What's on that census? <laughs> no, define it for you. What is considered African American? I really don't like African American to be honest, because it's confusing. Yeah. So what do you? What I do don't you think mean? It's, it's. It depends on what day it is. If <laughs> and it depends on who saying because no, this is serious. Like I realize that I didn't like when white people call me black it just it just felt weird to me yeah so i give them a pass they can say african-american or person of color yeah but if i'm talking to someone of the same ethnicity or a similar ethnicity i don't mind being called black yeah african-american i i i tolerate but i don't like the whole idea of a country in a continent type thing it just yeah. It just confuses me too much. And I actually like, I actually overall could deal with a person of color or or black for the most part. Yeah. I think it all has to go back in, you know, history of slaves coming over to America and how to, they're trying to essentially separate and, <laughs> and put people in categories, how they see fit. And that's how I think African-American came about. Well, because race is not, race is, race is a construct. Ethnicity is what really matters. Yeah. Correct. And a lot of people don't know the difference between ethnicity and race, and that's why they put them together. And I'm like, there's no land of, well, it technically is a land of black, but for the sake of the argument, there's no land of white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like African-American either. It's like, I'm American. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to say that I'm, Black American, whatever, whatever, but I'm American. And African American is the only kind of hyphenated one there is. Everyone else is just American. Like, yeah, I'm American, American, American. Well, since so, a little tangent back to like, you know, what we get labeled as. Mm -hmm. He's Egyptian. I 
have a Syrian Lebanese background, but on mm -hmm. censuses, we're always checking off white. Right. And to quote, uh, you know, Rashida Tlaib, do I look white to you? You know, like, mm -hmm. why am I checking off white? I'm not white. I'm not Caucasian. I'm not, I don't come from European descendant. Mm -hmm. And that whole census, I feel like needs to get reconstructed, especially with how we see ourselves, what we would want to be labeled as. Yeah. If we want to label, I mean, there's a know? reason they'd group us into white. Mm -hmm. Money. Money. Reasons. It's always money. money. And it also, it also whitewashes history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same way they tried to whitewash Egypt with that movie that came out with not one Egyptian in it. <laughs> Listen, we're talking we're talking semantics here. Look at you, you conspiracy theorist, you. It's not a conspiracy theory, it's real. <laughs> it I know I'm just saying that's how well because we have become so race sensitive that we don't have conversations about ethnicity because we want to lump them all the same and we don't realize certain things that are happening. When you whitewash history, you're now also whitewashing identity. Mm -hmm. yep. And so when you take the three dominant faiths and say that they're all white, what do you do for the people of those regions? Mm -hmm. When you take places that are considered the mecca, oh, no offense, the mecca of, <laughs> of um, civilization, intelligence, and so forth, what did that do to history and our identity? Mm -hmm. That's why you have a whole generation of people who think black history started on slave ships. Mm -hmm. <laughs> who thinks that? No, like, yeah. look at black history. Black History Month is going to be the post-Atlantic um, slave trade, well, yeah. civil rights yeah. movement, Barack Obama. Yep. They focused. They we had a nightmare. We had a dream. He, he was a dream. Really? We good. Yeah, that's true. They do focus on American black history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't go beyond that. And most of them, like you said, they they don't believe that black people, you know, existed before slavery. Okay. I like Mustafa. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> Sounds about white. <laughs> you got a new best friend. Come on, Ricky, let's hang, bro. They say the census is used to allocate funds depending on the growth of a population in America. Mm. Yeah, but it's divine. It also has the um, your your ethnicities on there. Well, no, your race classifications on there, and that determines things too. Yeah. And the so, reason they don't want to group us in with, you know, the reason I'm from Africa. So if anything, if you're gonna group me in with anybody on that list, it should be black or African American, because that's the only thing that you have that dictates some kind of African heritage. The reason they don't want to do that with people from North Africa is because those immigrants usually come by, right? Come come to America and they got money and they mm -hmm. know they're going to live in places that are, you know, that might that might need a little bit more, you know, that might want money or, or mm -hmm. I mean like suburbs and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So instead of them grouping us with African Americans, which would then give more funds to to and more you know to that no they group you in with the white so they could say oh this this neighborhood is majority white yeah or this town is majority white when it when it's clearly not like carrie carrie can no way be majority white mm -hmm. carrie is majority like asian mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mooresville same thing 
Yeah. But I guarantee you, according to the census, it'll stay majority white. Yeah. Well, because Asia is considered white according to the census. Sure is. India. Everything well, India is. Everything is except that. Well, and that's the funny thing because you got you got some Indians that's yeah they give give a black people a run for the money. You be like, hold on, what you know? Yeah. <laughs> what you about to say, though, bro? No, no, I was gonna say we we didn't even answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's what so is the biggest issue? <laughs> we don't know we black. Identity. Identity. Oh, that was the whole reason. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. So even like we can't heal each other because, like, think about it. Somebody who is legitimately from Egypt, we will disregard him because of false labeling. Mm-hmm. And imagine what he could do for the black community if he was like, no, I've been here. This is the culture. This is this. This is that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do don't that. Even have... Huh? I said, I'm going to do that anyway, regardless what they label me. No, I'm saying, but like, it's twofold. People won't receive if they don't know who you are. And also the mislabeling, because there is now a new generation who think that people from certain areas, like, it's so stupid. We live in a society now where you would label Amon as white. But Charlize Theron would be considered black, yeah, because she's South African. Yeah, it's like what? that's stupid to me. Yeah, I'm just saying. Her nationality—that's where she was born. South Africa. She, she, so she puts black on the census. No, I'm saying according to, yeah. she would be considered black because she's from South Africa. And that goes back to ethnicity versus race too, right? Like they labeling people based off of the color of their skin. Stop labeling people based off of the color of their skin. Start labeling people. If you really need to label somebody, label them based off of their ethnicity, not the color of their skin. Right. I'm a Georgia American. I'm a Georgia American. I am. I'm from Georgia American. Sips lemonade. I'm the great, uh, I'm the great uh, United States of Texas. <laughs> See? I'm from the great United everywhere. Henderson. I'm a human. <laughs> oh, let me see. We got, we got, look. Hey, you said Mustafa, you ain't been to a- um, Apex yet? <laughs> um, and there's a lot of people who flat out don't fill it out. And that says another thing we're talking about. We, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. We're talking Morrisville is the highest concentration of Indians in the U.S. And you write about Carrie. I did not know that. Thanks, Ricky. I did not know that. And Elijah said identity. That's why. Uh, that's my brother. I'm going to go for resources. What real resources are out there for black men to heal? A place to feel comfortable to heal, both physically and mentally. I just add to that. Like, if you, it is proven that people who have people that look like them tend to do better um, scholastically and from a physical standpoint and from a healing standpoint and from a financial standpoint. So a lot of people considering the history of the medical profession and black people, especially in America, they are skeptical about getting treatment from people who don't look like them. Mm -hmm. I just saw one of my uh, good friends, her mom is on my Facebook and she was talking about um, you know, the whole skepticism about getting the COVID vaccine and the history behind black people with, you know, um, there's still this like, um, it's like, it's it's embedded in their mentality of being skeptical about 
people in the medical profession because there was so much history about them getting like tested on and like oh where did we find out about like human anatomy oh they used to take slaves and cut them open basically you know or uh infertility with women they used to cut open women and figure out what you know what's going on in there so it's still like very much within the black culture of not trusting the medical profession because of all the history that happened with our own people yeah i, I definitely all oh, oh, I echo all of that because my first thought was like Jay said earlier there's not a lot of resources for black men just period so first they have to find the resources if they're even willing to look for them and being committed to them they have to find the resources or they have to create they have to, yeah they have to either find them or create them yeah. or create them find them by creating whatever you know however you want to you know look at it and so yeah and definitely the other thing is like you said too just going to other people or out or you know i guess i'll say outsiders for lack of a better term you know it, it's hard you want to be around your own um just because especially being a black person no one else understands quite our the struggle and the kind of pressure that we go through on a daily basis especially in this country um so yeah all those things yeah um bruce leroy said pride accountability support are the biggest issues that keep us from healing. Mm-hmm. Um, with you, shake it off. Be a man. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say pride is something that was. Mm-hmm. Pride is something that was given. It's not something necessarily that we've we've wanted. We've wanted. Mm-hmm. It was you had to be prideful because you are a man, and that goes that goes along with masculinity. Yeah. A man is not blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. A man is not blah blah blah. And so a lot of men are hurting, but they have to be prideful because that's the expectation of society. And so when we talk about this, this is not just coming from men. You do have women out there who say, I want a real man. Or you ain't no real man because you're sitting there, blah, 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 blah. So the list goes on and on with that. And um, there is a lack of support and definitely a lack of support for black men um, with certain um, services in healthcare that we just don't talk about. Mm-hmm. That's why black men are killed, huh? It's still a taboo issue. It's right. You just sweep it under the rug. Don't talk about it. We're not going to even discuss it. It doesn't exist. Just push through. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, One of the other things that we're going um, to talk about when it comes to that, that's why we want to make sure you guys know you got a place that you can come and kind of talk things through. That's the whole purpose of having this is so that it is literally a no judgment zone. Trust me, people tell us a lot of stuff and we're like, wow, that's interesting. That's the first time I heard that. Um, but we want you to feel that you can get that out and know that you won't be judged or categorized because of that. Um, and we will try our best to find um, or connect you to services that you need. So, brothers, you're not alone. You don't have to wear the, sh- the shroud of masculinity when you're hurting. Just be a man and be a person that has gone through something and just know that you have someone like us, an outlet like that. I mean, you can even submit things anonymously. Whatever, however you need help, we're here to help and serve. I'm going to get off that soapbox because we're about to go into Positive Brother Shout Out. Mm-hmm. And Lady Norm, we got to explain it to you. Positive Brother Shout Out. Do you know Normie's Light? Did not know that. That's amazing. Yeah, because Lenora, her name means the light. Mm. 
See, and love is light. See, mm-hmm. instruction is light too. The law is light. The word is light. So, Nor, would you shine some light on some positive brothers or brothers that you know that you are connected to? You can't do Mustafa because I'm gonna do him. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, positive brothers that are making, you know, that are doing great things um, in your community or that you're connected to as a whole. I mean, it's got it right here. I guess. Mustafa, you said? No. That's my man's. Yeah, Um, I mean, without trying to. Don't don't talk about somebody else. I don't know. I mean, who do I know? Who do I talk to? You got your brothers, your cousins, your father. She like just you. She like just him. Um, if that's all you got, no, don't be, don't I let mean, him. It is mostly my family. The men in my family. I am the only girl. I have three brothers, mm-hmm. my dad, my husband. Um, they are all very important people in my life. Um, I've always had that a little bit of a slight, you know, more insight into what a man's world is because I was always surrounded by men. Um, So knowing the things that they have to deal with, struggle with on a daily basis, um, I am very um, proud and give them mad props for, you know, surviving and not just surviving, but excelling in whatever that they can excel in, you know, be it their career, be it their relationships, be it their anything, whatever they are pursuing. So basically, Norse family, her husband, <laughs> her brothers, and her dad. Thank y'all guys for doing a great well, job. That would be amazing. <laughs> She's like, she don't need to look no further. She got it all connected to her. Who are you other guys? <laughs> God. Like, look, we're totally insulted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell Mark. I'm gonna tell uh, Mark that too. I'll be like, North says she knows no other guys. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's <kind> of, <laughs> got it. all of you guys post COVID. There's you only still so give much. A positive uh-uh, we, don't, we don't want no. No, we don't want her hand down. Shout out. <laughs> we good over this way. <laughs> Y'all are a given because obviously you're the host of this very incredible show. It's and only more painful when you try to clean it up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Who you got, man? <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see. Alex. Alex Flowers. Um, amazing brother. I had the opportunity to talk to him last week, like in depth, talking about brain stemology. Um, did I say that right? Is brain you said right. Um, such an amazing effort, amazing brother. Keep on going, bro. Um, Eternal the MC had the pleasure of working with him just just for a little bit, but I've been watching that brother over time. Yeah, community, he's doing great work. He's bringing awareness to a lot of great things. Um, uh, Rise Rashid, another hip hop brother that I you know I, I appreciate and look up to. Uh, somewhat of a role model for me as far as hip hop is concerned. He's been doing it a long time. Very respectful. Um, keep on doing your thing, bro. Um, and then lastly, of course, you two brothers, amazing. Keep on, 
Love is a parable. Keep on doing it. It's nice. I want to be on the show for a third time, but maybe this, you know, maybe, maybe Jay, um, you know, lay off the shade and the hate. It's going from, you know. Can you at least do me one? Can you do me one favor though before we end? What? Let me see the light skinned eye squint. I don't know what the people talk about. I'm just fat and got little eyes. I just don't know what they talk about. It's no squint. It's just cellulite and small eyes. <laughs> I had to throw it in there, but I appreciate y'all. Thank you, and I love you, brothers, man. Appreciate you. We love you, man. Man, for real. But are you considered light skinned? I don't. I just want to. I just want to. I'll be with saying I have no idea. I mean, what do you? Who who says what's light skin and what's not? I'm just saying. Look look at this one. And you talking about petty? This dude here is petty. He knows. See, he knows. Somebody knows something. He's seen it. No, it's funny because I called Ricky and we had a whole conversation about this squint one day. Oh, so, so, so don't tell me you don't know what it is. No, I don't know when I'm doing it. Is the point? Oh, uh, I saw you do it right before we started. <laughs> see. He said, I, I, just want to know, I just want to know what's the difference between the light skin squint and the dark skin squint. Like, where did you know why is it called the light skin squint? Because allegedly, dark skin people don't squint, light skin people squint because <laughs> light skin people trying to be pretty all the time. I think, I think, he's create wrinkles. squinting does not make you look pretty. And I think also the whole squinting came from. R&B covers from back in like the 80s and But stuff. most of that was dark skin though. That's the funny thing. I'm just saying, but you know, there was a time where people were repping R&B covers and you had artists on there, a lot of them guys who were squinting and some of them were, you know, just fairs and or whatever. So they started late. I think people just want to call me, say I got a squint because they don't know how to compliment me on how attractive I am. <laughs> I think that's just what it is. Instead of saying, Jay, you attractive, they're like, look at that squint. Just tell me I look nice, and I'll be like, thank you. That's a good positive. That's a good, you know, cup half full. I'm, no, I'm gorgeous, bro. It just happens that way. Yeah. I think it came from years ago, yep. back when the barge, yeah. he, he's not even black, was the thing. That's what, but that that's the time I was talking about. I have no idea. Don't know. Okay. But can you give your positive brother a shout out? Okay. You're such a distractor. Me? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, first and foremost, I'm going to shout out my brother Jay. Shout him out because, man, we've been doing this thing. It'll be three years in November we're doing Brother Empowerment. It, uh, I mean, and we just, we, we just have been on this ride, and it's been so dope. And things have been, have been changing so rapidly. Even us, physically, aesthetically, we've been changing. So... It's been dope, man. So I just want to shout out my brother too, man, just because this is a it's like a new way, it's a new episode literally every week. And that's not figurative and literally, it's a new episode every week. We don't know what's gonna happen, what we're gonna do, what we're gonna say. It's really just something new every week. So it's been a lot of fun and it's really been a blessing. Um No, I was waiting to do the speech. What I've been saying for a while now. <laughs> no, so I'm gonna shout out shout to our brothers that are on the live. We got a new brother Mustafa, or you know, that's with us now. So that's dope. Bruce, all you guys, E, all you guys, I definitely want to shout you guys out because y'all are positive brothers. We definitely love you guys. And my last two things are I want to give a shout out to the brothers in the community that are really just like out here really stepping. 
and they're not looking for any kind of like kudos, not looking for a camera to put their face in so they can pose and squint or anything like that. You know, they just, you know what I mean? They're just out here really just want to be the change that they want to see, you know? So that I want to shout those bros too, because those are positive bros and they don't get a lot of shine because they're not looking for it. And a lot of times they don't even want it. So, and I also want to give a shout out to the brothers who are having those tough conversations with people for whatever reason, whether they're going to, whether they're releasing people or they're just getting through, you know, things that giving back weight that they've been carrying, like having those conversations can literally be, you know, a matter of, you know, keeping their sanity or not for a lot of brothers. And I, so I applaud them for having those conversations because speaking from experience, those things can really break you down, but it's worth it to have those conversations, get through it and continue to keep growing. It's very much worth it. So that's my pleasure. Good job. Thanks. Appreciate it. Definitely got to give my homeboy a, a, a shout out, man. Bro, thank you for everything that you do. Um, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited for the things that are about to be lined up for um, Love is a Parable and also Brother Empowerment, man. We booked almost to April now. Booked? Booked almost to April. Things keep happening. Um, a lot of positive things. The only thing that I can say is just choose purpose. Um, before I get into my positive brother shout outs, um, Ahmed and Noor, I want to thank you guys for being on here because you guys really have become very special to me on several different reasons. Like I said, Ahmed, I didn't know you were um, local. I do like you as an artist and then I like you as my brother sometimes <laughs> now. <laughs> That's part of brother love though, right? Kind of. And then, or, you know, um, I just think that you are a dope person all the way around. I like how you handle things. I like how you funny. I like how you call people out on this stuff. And I was like, hmm, that's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to make sure that people know that it's the things that we have in common that connect us. Right now, we people are so focused on things that separate us. And I don't look at it as, oh, I got a Muslim brother and sister. It just so happened my brother and sister are Muslim. Mm -hmm. You know, and I appreciate you guys for what y'all are doing. Um, we're definitely going to be supporting you guys and come over there and worship. I do have some questions, too, because you ain't saying I got a whole bunch of questions you ain't never answered. I ask you, Noah, but I thank you guys for being a positive example all the way around, mm -hmm. but being 100 percent thorough for who you are. And I, and I know that this helped a lot of people. Um, even more who are not speaking just because of the light that you guys are. And I appreciate that. Um, but continue with that. Ahmed, I thank you for coming into my life. I love the fact that we've been working together now on multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. He even had me in the in the streets of Durham. Hold on. That wasn't me. Two below zero. That's what's up. With the Durham, oh, Durham, that's where it's at. Rats this beat running across. And he's talking about, don't worry about it. It's cold. <laughs> when he came home Jay and told bounced. me that, I was like, "What?" Jay was so scared of them rat, little tight. I was the most we got is water bugs, but out. But it was amazing to me. But we shot it though. Um, he's on the Interfaith um, Hot Springs Interfaith Alliance mm -hmm. with with us, and we've actually collaborated together on the Culture Arts Society. Okay. He performed there, and then he performed with the MLK one in Holly Springs. So it's a lot of big things that are happening and there are a lot of great things. And I'm just grateful for the things that's going to keep happening. I mean, I, I tell you this, like I told you before, 
my family is your family. Whatever you need, you got us. You got our support. Sure. Nor you just you thought about you got brothers. Well, you got a whole bunch more brothers. Yeah. Um, because you got Ricky, who's connected to Loves a Parable as well. He's one of our influencers. He does voter education. Um, you got Kerwin, who's actually on our advisory committee. Mm -hmm. He's the one who helped us with um, civic and social um, action. You have Ian, who actually helps us with youth advocacy. You have Ed, who helps us with connections and things like that. So it's a lot of us men who are out here doing great things, and we're coming together. Elijah, thank you for tuning in. Rick, um, Bruce Leroy, mm -hmm. the list goes on and on. Thank you, brothers. And like we tell everybody, if you feel that nobody in this world loves you, and you feel that you don't have anybody that you can turn to, you just met four people that truly care about you and that are truly here with you. Make sure you tune in. If you have any more questions about Love is a Parable, go on and make your way over to loveisaparable.com. Follow us on all social media platforms. Subscribe to our YouTube. Yep. And make sure you come back next week. We're going to have the ladies of Love and Flow TV yep. on here. Man, we, we like this is the year of just this is the year of special guests because we just out here. People just want to connect with us. We booked. And y'all are special. Yeah. Really special. Yeah. Some more special than others. <laughs> We good over this way, Frank. <laughs> we see y'all next week, guys. Right, love y'all. No matter what they say, we good over this way. This positivity in the making of the brothers to break through.